Thomas Presley, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you, John? Doing fantastic. Joining us today, uh, today's April the 2nd, 2020, in this year of our Lord, 2020, with the COVID crisis, is District 6, Louisiana uh, House of Representatives, Representative Thomas Presley. So, Thomas, uh, welcome to the 3180 podcast, and obviously we, we've got you here today to talk about the state legislative response and um, anything locally we can do to combat this uh, COVID crisis from an economic and a health perspective. So, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate you all uh, inviting me on and uh, continuing to share information about how we all can, can be a part of the solution for the COVID crisis. Well, good deal. And as uh, as I explained with Grant Knuckles a couple of days ago, we're, we're trying to do some short form things, and uh, we'd love to have you back on once this crisis is over. And we we've talked about that before to maybe sit down with a city councilman or a former or present city councilman, talk about state issues and local issues that can improve Shreveport. But right now, let's talk about what we can do as citizens of Shreveport, citizens of the state of Louisiana, to do our part to either stem the spread of the virus or help others who have either caught the virus or hurt boots on the ground working through it in a medical capacity. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the big thing right now is, is trying to slow the spread. And we're, we're trying to do that mainly for two reasons. One, to help those that have underlying health conditions to, you know, help them. We're seeing the, the data is showing that the most people that are dying from COVID-19 and, and really are in the hospital and ICU are people that have underlying health conditions and, and are older individuals. So we want to help those folks. And we also want to help our healthcare system from being overwhelmed. Uh, right now, there's a significant shortage of PPE, personal protective equipment, as well as ventilators throughout the state and really throughout the country. So we need to do our part in trying to slow the spread. And we can do that pretty easily. You know, our grandparents and great-grandparents were called the war. We're being called to our, our living room couch. Really, it's, it's staying home as much as possible. We want to be able to communicate with people via FaceTime and phone calls, but not interact face-to-face. As much as we possibly can avoid that, it's, it's important to do so. Um, no play dates for kids, no meetings in small groups for dinners or drinks, um, you know, no unnecessary shopping. If you can limit your shopping to once a week or once every few days, you know, that's going to make a, a big difference in slowing the spread. And, and when you do those shopping, go by yourself. Try to leave the kids at home. You can because we're, we're trying to have as little interaction with other people right now as possible. Even when we do go out, we need to make sure that we're keeping six feet distance between ourselves and another person. Try not to touch your face. Wash your hands often. And when you're out, you know, a lot of us are used to holding our cell phones or, or getting that out frequently. Keep that away. You want to make sure that anytime that we're out in public in particular, um, that you de- disinfect anything that you have, including your cell phones. So that's, that's going to be important to make sure that, you know, you stay safe and you keep the people that are around you safe as well. All right. Well, um, you've been down in Baton Rouge uh, during what was supposed to be a legislative session. Is that right? Yeah. So we, we were down there for a few days, uh, down there for a week and a Monday. And then we were basically called off from session for 10 days. Some of our members went back on Monday to recess again. Uh, I did not make that trip down because we're in a hotbed area for COVID-19 in northwest Louisiana. So the speaker specifically asked that those of us from up here as well as those from the New Orleans region stay home. Basically, all that was done is they put the rest of our session until a later date, and we don't know when we'll start back. Well, I, I was listening this morning uh, to Red River Radio, I believe, and obviously on a per capita basis, New York is faring uh, worse than us. But Louisiana is doing, doing pretty bad, and, and they're 
attributing some of that to our a lot of a lot of our population is underlying health issues. Is that what your understanding is from from your interactions with the governor and and the other statewide politicians? Yeah, that's certainly a, a part of our challenge. Louisiana and Louisianians are used to hugging each other. We're used to having close contact with people. We shake hands regularly. You know, we like to open doors for other people. We meet in large groups. This is crawfish season. We'd like to all be gathering around a big table and eating crawfish and drinking beer, but unfortunately we can't do that right now because of, of COVID. But, you know, when you look at the numbers and you look at areas that are really being affected down south, in New Orleans area in particular, you know, it's a, a city that's used to people being in close quarters. I mean, it's a big city and people are, are used to that. We know the spread is done mainly through face-to-face contact. So, again, the more that we can do to, to limit that, it's going to be important. And even in, in northwest Louisiana, you know, we have large number for the size of our city. We've got a large number of people that, that have been diagnosed with COVID as well. And so we want to do all that we can. Right. You also mentioned uh, PPE equipment, personal protective equipment, like and, and not to mention, more importantly, I guess, if people are diagnosed with this and they, they develop complications, they're going to need ventilators. Did uh, Governor John Bell Edwards ask for ventilators to be, I think, I, I'm sure he did, but did he get what he was asking for from the feds? And, and if not, what's our next step in trying to, to boost our hospital's supply? Yeah, so, I mean, nationwide, there's a shortage of, of ventilators for this, this crisis, right? As opposed to a hurricane or a tornado or even an earthquake, where you can rely on your neighboring states for that additional support. And really, that's how our system of government has worked nationwide for natural disasters, is that we rely on our other states to provide that additional equipment and help. In this crisis, we can't do that, because every state is facing similar crisis management needs. And so you're seeing a need for buildup of ventilators in particular. The governor has has ordered 10,000 ventilators from different distributors, as well as asking the federal government for help from the strategic stockpile for ventilators for our region and our, our state. The governor has received, and, and Louisiana has received, over, I think it's 150 uh, ventilators last time I checked from the federal government. That's really, you know, going to help us in, in the short run, but we need to continue to, to build up. And, and you're seeing that throughout the country, like I said, New York in particular, really in need uh, right now for more ventilators. You know, the question is, is how long does this crisis take to resolve and how long does it take to really uh, build up? Where are we on that, on that, the, the graph that we've all seen? And, and the short answer is we don't really know. So the more we can do as individuals to help slow the spread, the better off we're going to be. Right now, we're okay in northwest Louisiana on, on hospital beds from the information that I've been given, as well as we've got some ventilators ready to go and, and in place. But, you know, as, as we get three, four, five days down the road or a week down the road or even two weeks down the road, if this crisis continues to grow in the numbers and it grows at an exponential rate, you know, our community and, and the rest of the state has, and really the rest of the country is going to be in trouble on the healthcare management side. And that's why it's so important that we all take steps individually to help our neighbors, help our families, and, and really help ourselves to avoid spreading this horrible disease. You also mentioned uh, prior to recording that you, you had some information regarding um, other other means of public safety other than just social distancing. Yeah, so, I mean, the big thing is, is social distancing and keeping your hands away from your face, washing your hands often, disinfecting the surfaces that, that you come into contact with when you're outside of your home. But the big thing is, is, is the social distancing. 
you know, there's some things that we can all do to help our community, though, in the process, right? I mean, we know that we have a shortage of blood supply, and so I, I highly encourage everyone to go get blood. Um, you can do that at 8910 Linwood Avenue at Shreveport or 1523 Doctors Drive in Bossier City. That's the Life Share Blood Center. They are equipped to, to help, you know, do that, uh, drawing blood and get blood for our hospitals locally. And that's going to be important as we move forward. And so we definitely want to do that. 8910 Linwood Avenue in Shreveport, and we're in Bossier? 1523 Doctors Drive All right. in Bossier. You know, the, the other things that we can do, uh, we certainly want to help our local hospitals. Personal protective equipment is important, and, and there's still need for that. Um, so if anybody has any you know, personal protective equipment, whether you're in the oil and gas industry or dentist's office or other doctor's office that may have closed for the uh, COVID crisis, you know, if you could email me, I would really appreciate that, and we can get you in touch with the hospitals um, that are in need of that equipment. And you can email me at hse. 006 at legis.la.gov. That's L-E-G-I-S dot L-A dot gov. We'll put that in the comment section. Yeah, that'd be great. That's H-S-E-006 at legis.la.gov. That's correct. Moving on, I mean, obviously the, the health and safety is of primary importance now, but the business impact is just staggering, really. I mean, and I don't think we've... Uh, gotten to the real surface of this at all. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a, a years-long kind of recovery, I think. So what, what are you understanding from the legislative side down in Baton Rouge? What type of efforts is the state going to bring to bear to uh, to help businesses through this mess? Yeah, the, the challenge, there's no, no question about it, for our small businesses and our uh, employees is, is staggering. Um, and as a state elected official, I've, I've certainly spent some time Thinking about how we can we can help those small businesses and help the recovery um, in Louisiana. You know, Louisiana has put out the Louisiana Loan Portfolio Guarantee Program, and that offers up to a hundred thousand uh, dollars of loans to Louisiana small businesses with less than a hundred employees that are affected by COVID. And so, that, those loans are going to require no payments for up to one hundred and eighty days. And we'll carry below market interest rates of no more than three and a half percent. So that's that's one level that the, the state is doing, and that's a fifty million dollar loan pool um, that's been put in place in partnership with Louisiana Economic Development Authority, um, Louisiana Bankers Association, and Louisiana Public Facilities Authority. You can learn more about that program by going to opportunitylouisiana.gov, um, and I highly encourage anybody that. Uh, has a business, even if you're an independent business, to go and, and log on to, this, to that program and that website in particular will provide you with some information that's important. As far as moving forward from the state perspective, you know, I think that now is the time to, to really try to come up with fundamental changes that are going to be important for driving growth and driving opportunities for businesses in our state for years to come. You know, this crisis is, is definitely hitting all of our states, and we're going to see a significant number of people that are unemployed and people that are, are looking for jobs and opportunities. And I think that when, we, when we're looking at that from a state perspective, you know, Louisiana's been at the bottom of all the good lists and the top of all the bad lists for a really long time. So we need to use this time as, as, a, as a time that we can come together and work together to create some solutions and move ourselves up the list of states that are pro-business and pro-opportunity. You know, the more jobs and opportunities that are available here, the better off our people are going to be. So 
I'd love to see our state, you know, continue to cut red tape and bureaucratic obstacles for businesses in the long term. We're seeing that in the uh, current crisis with licensing uh, requirements being either lifted or significantly reduced so that we can get some other healthcare workers in particular back into Louisiana right now to help us in this crisis. So those are things that I think that, that would be helpful in the long term and certainly relying on other states' licensing boards to, to ensure that the, the quality there is going to be important. Um, other things that we, we need to do is we need to look at our tax policy. Um, you know, Louisiana has a tax policy that's very complex, difficult for businesses to understand, um, and that's driving people away from here, not driving people to Louisiana. So the more we can do on reforming our tax policy, I think it's going to be important. And that's a, that, that needs to be a bipartisan effort, and it needs to be one that, that we can work together to ensure that, that more people are here, more people are employed, and more jobs and opportunities are available. You know, one of the big things going into session this year was court reform and making sure that our laws are in line with other states. We've been labeled as a judicial hellhole um, by some of the folks on the national scene because of some of the laws that are in place. And so if we can we can work on that uh, aspect of things as well, I think it's going to be helpful in moving the state forward. Well, I'm, I'm sure the, legis- the legislature will take up a whole lot of that stuff when, you know, when, it, when it comes back, hopefully, in the summertime. Um, but specifically on the loan portfolio guarantee program, you mentioned opportunitylouisiana.gov is where a business could find out more about that. That's right. Does that encompass the payroll protection program? So that, the payroll protection program is a federal program. Okay. Um, and so under the CARES Act, the payroll protection program is providing uh, companies loan guarantees as well. Um, and that, that program is actually 100% forgiveness if the employer provides certain aspects. So they want to make sure that the expenditures go to payroll costs, salaries, and healthcare premiums, as well as your rent, utilities, and mortgage interest. So that loan is for uh, 2.5% with 100% that will be guaranteed by the Small Business Administration. And so, you know, that's one where we're, we're really trying on a national level to keep people employed and keep, keep people uh, working during the difficult time. So that's one area that people have done. We, of course, have the economic injury disaster loans that are also available from the FDA. And the FDA website is fda.gov slash disaster. And you can find out more information about that loan program as well. But basically what it does is it provides for all companies that are under 500 employees that they can have loan maximum of $2 million with a 30-year maturity time period and a 3.75% rate. Grant and I discussed that one the other day. I don't think we had as much specifics as you have now, but uh, that was the 30-year 3.75, and that's at sba.gov slash disaster. That's right. So um, what about the, the – there's a, a Restaurant Worker Protection Act that I've seen around on Facebook as well. Is that state or federal? That's going to be on the federal side. The CARES Act is doing a lot of different things to try to help um, these small businesses and, and try to keep them open and the doors open. You know, locally, we've done a great job with um, 318. That's connecting um, our businesses with um, people that are that are dining out during this time of crisis. Um, so that's a good thing. I encourage people to log on to their Facebook page, 318. Curbside? Curbside, that's right. 318 Curbside um, East. That's, that's correct. And that will help people to, you know, make sure that we're, we're supporting our neighbors. We're all in this together. And I think that's the big takeaway from, from this crisis is that, you know, our, our jobs are all interconnected. Our uh, ability to help others is interconnected with them helping us. And so 
particularly in, a, in the virus scene, you know, on a healthcare front, we know that we've got to take measures. But on the economic front, we've also got to take steps to help our and support our neighbors and friends that are, um, you know, small business owners. You posted Stephen Wagersbeck. It was it was on. Uh, he's a president of Lobby, uh, which is a lobbying organization and a, and a representative of businesses down in the legislature. He posted, or he was on a show called The Exiles, and you posted that. Can you summarize that? I mean, it's a 20-minute video, but if you could kind of, in a nutshell, explain what he was trying to put forth today. Yeah, so Stephen so Wagersbeck is the president of the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry, and, and what he's trying to do is, is make sure that we're not forgetting about those the small businesses that are being affected by COVID-19. And basically what he's saying is, you know, we've got to take steps to support our neighbors, support the businesses that are around. If you are in a financial position to be able to buy gift cards from these small businesses, let's do that. If you're in a position to, you know, support them with, with buying things now, uh, please support those companies. You know, the only way that we'll keep people employed is by supporting our small businesses. And so you see on a national level, you know, with the CARES Act, that was a $2.2 trillion package that the federal government put together and the president signed into law. You're seeing a lot of the money go through businesses and, and some of these loan programs that are in place, the Paycheck Protection Program, for example. But you're also seeing dollars that go to individuals. So you have a one-time uh, check rebate of, of a $1,200 per individual, $2,400 per couple, and $500 per eligible child. For all income worker earners, making uh, individuals making less than $99,000 and uh, couples making less than $198,000. So those things are, you know, we, the purpose of that is to try to get bills paid and, and people continuing to spend in the economy so that we can continue to grow or minimize the loss that is coming. So the more we can work together, and support our neighbors and friends, the better off we're going to be. Okay. Uh, a couple more things. Uh, it's my understanding that the state of Virginia has enacted a stay-at-home order all the way through June the 10th. Is that in the pipeline for the state of Louisiana as well? You know, the governor has not extended it past the April the 30th date at this time. He has mentioned that, that Louisiana needs to get used to, you know, this being somewhat of a new normal. So he hasn't extended it past the April 30th date, but I, I would not be surprised. I think as we get more information in the, in the days and weeks to come, you're going to see more efforts to try to slow the curve. The only thing that we can do right now is to slow the curve. There's not a cure-all medicine. There's not a vaccine. The only real thing that we can do is to try to keep the burden off of our healthcare professionals, uh, keep those ventilators and hospital beds open. And the best way to do that is for each of us to take individual responsibility and to stay home as much as you can. And when you aren't at home, to take as many precautions as you possibly can to, to stay well. Well, um, excellent advice. I've got uh, the same question I asked Grant. If you've got if you've got money or if you've got time, one or the other. Um, obviously, if you have money, there's there's ways to donate. There's ways you can support. And if you don't, whereas a lot of folks are without a job or um, they're furloughed for a period of time, maybe they're making money, but they're working at home and they're just frustrated that they can't do anything or they seemingly can't do anything. You've mentioned that they could go out and donate blood at one of two locations or at either the Shreveport or the Bossier location. What else could someone who has time but not necessarily money, how else could they help the effort? Yeah, I think that that's, that's a great question. You know, we, we want to be able to help our restaurants and stores. So if you can buy a gift card, uh, if you're in a financial position to do that, please do that. You know, if you can spread the word about the local 318 curbside eat, 
that's that's going to be important. Spread the word about you know criminals that are preying on innocent people during these times of crisis. The uh, attorney general for the state has set up a, a consumer protection hotline for anybody that's being attacked by you know people that are trying to to get their money from the stimulus or scam them in some way. We want to make sure that they don't engage in, in any of those scams. So the consumer hotline is one eight hundred three five one four eight eight nine or you can go to agjefflandry.com. Um, that information is also being posted by the Caddo Sheriff um, as well as you know our local elected officials. So um, you know spreading information I think is a good thing. You can get that through either through media or through you know your elected officials. Those the the important thing is not spreading wrong information or incorrect information. Um, that'll create panic. But if we can get more information out to people that's true and accurate, uh, it's going to be important. And that's what I've been trying to do on my Facebook page, uh, which is State Representative Thomas Presley. Um, and I encourage everyone to, to follow that page as well. I'm trying to post as much as I can. If individuals have questions as well, they can go to 211 for those questions. Public data is also available on the Louisiana Department of Health website, which is lbh.la.gov. And, and for those that are in need of unemployment assistance, you can go to lawork.net. Um, LA, is that plural or singular? Works or work? Work, with an S. LAWorks.net? That's correct. Okay. Um, and, and folks should visit that website if they are... If they need to file unemployment, okay. Okay, unemployment assistance. And 211, that's a telephone number? 211 is a telephone number that's run by our uh, United Way in Northwest Louisiana. It's, it's staffed by volunteers, um, and I've been told that they are actually full of volunteers right now. So that's, that's a good thing. But we will certainly be posting if, if more volunteers are needed uh, to help people. But that's the best place for individuals to go to ask questions and get advice and support. Well, this is a ton of information, and I think what I'll do is I'll post this uh, podcast audio in, in the comments section in Facebook. I'll, I'll I'll put comments for each one of these things. Do you have anything else you'd like to go over? I've taken up 30 minutes of your time today, so um, anything else you want to spread uh, via this particular podcast? I get talking, and I, I, I run past time limits, so I apologize for that. Oh, no, no, no. This is your time, not mine. <laughs> the big thing is that we, we want to make sure that people are – uh, are, are taking the advice and, and doing the things that, that they can do um, to stop the spread. But I also want to give a, a big thank you to the people in our community that are helping during this crisis. Um, from our healthcare providers that are helping to save lives in the front lines to housekeepers and janitors uh, keeping build, buildings clean and disinfected, our grocery store employees and workers at all essential stores that are continuing to help uh, while trying to limit their own exposure to the virus first responders that are continuing to respond to calls, the teachers that are teaching through Zoom, parents that are teaching their kids the best they can, uh, and many of whom are working from home, people like Kevin Smitherman, who's helped set up and organize uh, donations for 318 curbside eat for restaurants, restaurants to provide food to our healthcare workers, the small business owners that are trying to keep their doors open and money in their pockets of their employees, and of course the 211 volunteers and employees that are trying to keep people calm during these challenging times. And I really appreciate you all taking the time and, and your willingness to help spread uh, the, the information that's needed for, for our community. It's important that uh, we all work together. Uh, and I, I do want to say, we, we all will get through these days together. 
but the big thing is, is working together to do that. Well, thank you so much for your time today, and uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate all the information, and um, if I can read my chicken scratch, I will post all this information to our website and to our uh, Facebook page, and uh, and maybe you can do the same. So thanks, for, thanks for keeping us posted on Facebook, and thanks for taking the time to uh, give us some information on our podcast. Absolutely, thanks so much for having me. All right, Representative Thomas Presley, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye.